Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with me is... Left. Yes, just left, and <laughs> now upgraded to reoccurring guest and friend of the show, P1. Hey, hey! <laughs> You've I, been thought, on like I thought we had P2. Up, yeah. I'm bummed. Sorry, buddy. Uh, it's okay. Maybe maybe next time. <laughs> maybe <laughs> next time, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so yeah, Shelby's somewhere, and Seiji's lost in time, so it's just us two and our ringer, uh, P1. So... Um, oh, I want to start the episode off with something very important. Flight One in Splatoon's recent Splatfest. And the Leapers over left. creepers. Yeah. Oh, you stole it from... Yeah, but flight is, is flight away. leaping? What's, well, it's, it's a good rhyme. You can't okay. say flighters over creepers. Yeah, but you're just stretching the truth, though. Well, yeah, but what if you jumped and then fly? Yeah, if that like, but then like Superman used to only jump; he couldn't yes, fly. Yes, that's uh, true. That's he's a true. Leaper over he leaper. was a leaper. That's yeah. fine. But do you do you leap for hours, or is that just flight at that point? Well, the when, Hulk the Hulk can't fly, but he can jump like three miles in one jump. So that's definitely yeah. like near flight, but it's not flight. Yeah, I don't know. Flight. I guess so. Near flight. Flight. Anyways, just, we can all I'm agree just... that people who are want to be invisible are just wanting to watch people do illicit things or root for garbages or whatever so it is that we know, we do. know that the splatoon crowd is mostly noble i suppose <laughs> what was it that uh that fucking like innuendo that was made by uh marina marina yeah marina something about like watching, watching people ink in your splat zone if you know what i mean yeah, yeah that's right yeah it's like, i assume she means paint your backyard of course or your house probably yeah, you know, what, what, I'm sure that's what, what, what was the exact quote for someone who who doesn't know? What are you uh, talking about? You have, with invisibility, you could spy on people while they're dot 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 inking their splat zone. Oh. Right, that's, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty. That's suggest- a little more tantalizing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Marina's a creeper. Yeah. So flight one, and I was on team flight. So once again, congratulations to me <laughs> and most of the club, because I believe you guys are also on flight. Yeah, yeah, we all did uh, flight. The club got together. See, the club broke it down beforehand, and we knew that we su- sorry, we suspected that Pearl's <laughs> team would have less votes in the popular vote due to the fact that a lot of people equate her to looking like a troll. Um, and no, that people Marina just looks like, like uh, yeah. a sexy squid or uh, a hot <laughs> a hot oct um, a hot calamari. Yeah, but with more people choosing Pearl or with less people choosing Pearl, that would mean that more of your matches would be against the opposing team. Which means more of your matches would count, and we actually crushed it. We had we were like fifty five percent to forty five percent in individual battles, Damn. and I think we were fifty two forty eight in team battles. So my uh, my nine and a half hours put in yesterday really paid off. <laughs> wow, gee, I played for like an hour, which was significantly less than the first time. But you guys were already in your group, so I was like, I'll just play alone for a bit, and then I get bored. But yeah, we saw that. that. You you logged in and you didn't come into Discord to talk to us. Well, the Discord server that you, you set up, you didn't come in. <laughs> You know, I'm glad it's still getting used that Discord channel. It's good. Discord's a great app, great program. I, uh, I'm officially uh, endorsing it right now. Discord for all your talking needs. Bring so, gamers closer together. <laughs> uh, I sent you guys a link. I don't think you have really any time to look at it before the episode. But there is a Twitter person or a person on Twitter who works in games. She's at at. Gaomi, Gaomi, Gaomi. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what it's, her name is. Jennifer uh, Shor- Shorla. 
I can't I can't pronounce these names. I'm super Jenna, sorry. Jennifer pronouncing things. Yeah, like I try. I'm gonna call her Jennifer because that's easier. Anyways, so she's a game dev and she put out a tweet and I guess she had a talk on it. And this is all like me barely reading into it, but she's just asking game developers what kind of like things they've put into games to trick players to make the gaming experience better or whatever. So I went through and picked a few ones that I liked. And so basically, various developers were responding with things that you know they did in the game. So it's kind of the behind the scenes thing. And I figured it's kind of neat just to hear about some of these. And by all means, look it up. There, there are just hundreds of tweets. But uh, here's some of them. So Assassin's Creed and Doom value the last bit of health as more hit points than the rest of it to encourage a feeling of just surviving. Man, that is so true of many games in my yes. opinion. Yes, and this will apply to more more one game for sure. Uh, next up. Uh, in Surgeon Simulator, we hid many features to incite curiosity. For instance, if you dial your real number in the game, it'll call you. That's just cool. <laughs> that is no, cool. I, li- that, I, yeah. like, I like that one. I, that was one of the ones I read, yeah. Oh, good. You, so you did see it. Cool. If yes, you have, Okay, excellent. Uh, so this, this one says, This is not helpful at all, but racing games used to have this rubber banding thing going on to make sure game racers were competitive. It's neat. And we got (laughs) uh, not a mechanic per se, but high octane. We simply displayed different stats for vehicles without ever changing them under the hood. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that one's kind of bad. I I don't know. (laughs) So (laughs) so my my addiction to visually appealing things would have helped me here because there would have been no stat difference. Yeah, why why even? I guess uh, why why say it then? I don't like that. I don't like that as much. But, you know, it is what it is. Next, I have a few more. Next up, Far Cry 4 deliberately turns down the accuracy and damage of NPCs the more they are near the player, helping you feel like a badass. You feel like a badass, Lef? A little bit, sometimes. Not sure if it was mentioned, but the tutorial in Halo 2 asked players to look up. Their input determined whether the Y-axis would be inverted or not. That's super cool. That is cool. That is cool. I remember that, and I always thought it was weird that they would get me to look up, and that's interesting. That's, <laughs> that's cool. A, it's really cool. I, yeah. I have to say, I like that a lot. So, uh, was the game? Was, yeah. So, I, I need to. I need to step in here now. Was step this? In. Was it? Was there no like? It was a default inverted Y axis until you did that, and then once you moved in whatever direction you felt was up, the game set that as your Y axis. I I think that was the first thing you ever moved in the game. Like you were you're probably you're like looking out, right? Yeah, you're in yeah. your little pod thing, and then it just gets, she gets you to move your head. So I assume if you, you know, based on how you move the joystick, it just defaults to whatever you move. Yes, it as. that's incredibly. That's, Isn't that awesome? That's, that's so cool. Super like that's Matrix level depth, man. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. That's I mean I don't play the Halos, but Cobb. I mean, Cobb must have known about this already. He's probably Cobb's probably, probably the reason that it even exists. I imagine he emailed <laughs> Phil Spencer and was like, "Yo, Phil, I don't want to have to be changing settings. You know, why don't you just make the game know what I fucking want?" That sounds like him. Yeah, I think you're right. Damn, well, that's probably what happened. Cobb once again was, saves the day. I listen to his show weekly, so <laughs> he's always talking about that shit. Uh, next up in DMC, off-screen enemies slow down or stop their attack patterns to avoid hits from blind spots. Plus, to allow players to fight larger numbers. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's like every game, though. Whatever. In Shadow of Mordor, I would add additional health to do dueling Uruk to artificially extend their fight a bit for spectacle. That's cool. You know, DMs yeah, sometimes do that. I wanted to talk about that game a little bit, but Shelby's not here, and I needed Shelby for it. So, uh, so that'll wait till next week. 
There's a teaser, people. Yeah. I gotta play that game at some point. Uh, in System Shock, we made your last bullet do double damage. Similar trick to the last bit of health thing. That's cool. And a couple more. Sweet Coden spawns less enemies in the world map if they're walking in a straight line, while spawning more if you zigzag. The former is good for getting to a place quickly, and the latter is good for grinding. It's pretty cool. You know, there's always been like situations in games where I would kind of notice like small things like that, yeah. and you would kind of try them and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to see that it's not just you overthinking it. That in some cases, this is probably true or potentially true. Yeah. So I feel like uh, the Final Fantasies on the Super Nintendo used a very oh similar my mechanic because there are yeah. situations when you're walking on an angle and you're like. If you're doing constant left and right, left and right, left and right, or left and down, left and down, you hit, you definitely hit monsters faster, or at least it kind of makes sense in some ways because it's overcompensating. Because if you're going diagonal, you're traveling less, you're traveling less, right? So if it's just giving you more enemies, it kind of keeps you fighting the same amount as if you were uh, going the longer path. You know what I mean? So you're going, you're taking a shorter path, but you're probably fighting like the same amount of enemies in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ratchet and Clank scaled enemy damage and hit enemies based on time played and total deaths as a player. And Jack and Daxter would trip players to mask the presence of loading. I love that one. Resident I've never Evil played Jack and Daxter. 4, yes. Uh, is that, I don't know if this is mentioned on there, but Resident Evil 4 used to... It was an accuracy thing. Um, it was, it was if you're, reloads. If you were less accurate when hitting the zombies, it would drop the difficulty of the zombies. They talked about that, and I know we mentioned it before too. Yeah, I think Shelby mentioned that. Your deaths and reloads would also affect your um, your your yeah. difficulty level. So if you were to die a bunch of reload the game, it started getting easier for you, which I think is actually really cool. I think that's that's a great way without actually having to change your difficulty. Uh, even uh, you know, Neon FM actually did the same kind of thing, which is again pretty cool. Uh, and also, this is something I just noticed about Mario Rabbit, which I do want to talk about as well. The I know I'm not positive because the reason I'm thinking about this is because Left mentioned you overthinking it, and I might be overthinking it. But I was doing a boss battle last night, and I'm pretty sure the music picked up when the actions were going on and was calmer when you're actually choosing your options, your attack, like what you're going to do. Uh, I'm going to double check that later, but I think that if that's true, and I know games do that, because such as Dark Souls, which was on that list. Uh, does the same thing with music where it kind of goes to the beat to the action of the game, which is pretty cool. Music's important to games. Right. So uh, did you have anything else to say about that, you quiet folks? No, I don't. No. Okay, it's a second. huge list. There's lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check yeah, it out, people. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a CC counter. <laughs> but you're here. So uh, <laughs> CC counter. Look. One of them, one of them is a straight up counter. The other one is uh, I didn't understand what you're saying, but now you're here to clarify. I was just going to make it up. Uh, so just, just I wrote down. Of course, you could make a StarCraft MMO. You were saying that you couldn't, you couldn't make one. I mean, that's you could easily make one. You can make up classes. <laughs> I haven't even played much StarCraft enough to Come tell on. you that you can make an MMO out of anything. No, absolutely could make an MMO. What are your out of classes going to be? What you, you just, make them you're up? Copy Valkyrie. Destiny? Valkyrie, uh, Gunner, uh, Marine Tank, um, Zerger. I haven't played the game, but you can make it up. There, there, archetypes exist for a reason. You could archetype anything and just give it a sci-fi sounding name. Uh, I'm a Zerg Barbarian. Oh, cool. That makes sense to me. <laughs> a guy who doesn't play the game. <laughs> Are you See, thinking Blizzard the problem could, is they can make you it. Wouldn't be able to, you would not be able to play as the Zerg. There would be no Zerg. I kind of agree with you on that. I think I have everybody would either have to be Protoss or, or Terran, and 
Like that's just I want to be a Zerg, you know. Primal Primal Zerg are independent, I believe, of the rest of them, but they don't really fit in anywhere. So you're, he's not wrong on on that. The Zerg would be like the raid bosses and stuff like that. Like that's how. Oh yeah, I go. suppose if you if you did it that way, if you had the Protoss and the Terrans as like the two factions, like your yeah, your Horde yeah. Alliance, and then the Zerg were sort of like your Encourage. They were the ones who. You know, they were the main enemies. They were yeah. attacking. And, okay, maybe. But then, but, but then, like but then we're looking at, like, a clone of their other popular MMO. So it seems like they're not even yeah. trying if that's all they do. And that's I'm not a, Blizzard. So. Which MMO are you was, talking you about? I, uh... <laughs> you, I believe he's talking about EverQuest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other thing was about pre-ordering. You started talking about pre-ordering versus pre-buying when you guys were talking about Ease. Um I don't understand what you're trying to say. How is pre-ordering different from pre-buying? Aren't they the same thing? So, from my understanding, they're talking about the basically limited run was doing. Uh, usually, what limited run does is it releases a game that you can buy, and there's like three thousand copies. But for Yee's Origins, they basically just had it open for twenty four hours, and you could go ahead and pre-order the game. And Pew and uh, Sean was all like, "That's a good way to do it." But then went on to say that pre-ordering in general was a uh, right. bad thing. So yeah, so I'm back. Um, Good. So sorry, my dog was gonna bark if I answered you right then. Um, pre-ordering is you placing an order for a product that is not yet made, that does not have a uh, a limited number, a limited quantity. You are going to get this item no matter what, and you don't have to necessarily pay the full amount. I put five dollars down. I'm going to get a copy of Destiny Two. Pre-buying right. is you paying upfront for a product that is limited. You are you're not ordering it. They're not making they're not making to order. They have already made however how many they're making. You are just paying for it before it arrives. Pre-buying, and you said that's better. Uh, I believe that no, in the I, episode you said it was better. It sounded like you said I, it was better to pre-buy. No, I, I I don't remember the episode, but I I would have been <laughs> in favor of the method of, of pre-ordering where they they make to the order they take you know an order for 50 games they make 50 games yeah so that's okay so that's that you're see i don't see how that's better because with a, with a pre-order well we're never getting mixed up but if you're basic if they're making ten thousand games and you are going ahead and put your five dollars down and get it later you have the option of being like well maybe i don't want this game later on and you can cancel it but with this pre-buy you've pretty much bought it so they're they're making that based on your order so I don't see how, how is that superior to the it's other. It's better because if they only make ten thousand, then ten thousand and one people won't get it. If they make to order, then a mm-hmm. hundred thousand can get it. There's no limit on who wants it as long as they order it on the right day. So you want people not to be able to get it? No, no, I want them point. to be right. Yeah, I. I mean, okay. if I think if something's <laughs> going to be limited, you should take orders for twenty four hours. After that twenty four mm-hmm. hours, shut it down. Is this only in regards to like limited games and not so much like general games? Right, right, yeah. This is this would just be specifically for li- limited items in general. Okay, uh, your I'm, I'm classic, right your, your NES classic, your limited edition games, your collector's edition games. The generic on-the-shelf okay. walk-in-off-the-street-and-buy games, yeah. those should be in abundance. There should be tons and tons of those. Okay, cool. Then uh, then that clarifies, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I like the idea of, of limited. All right, for limited specific things, yes, 100%. So they take that initial order. You have like a week to order it, and then that's what gets made. You have it no matter what, and then... 
after that, you just don't get it. That's that's cool. I'm with that. Right. Because, I mean, the item is still limited because you can't buy new ones after that week. You Absolutely. can't just walk into a store and get them. But it that also alleviates this, this ill will that seems to build up every time anybody announces anything limited, except apparently the Xbox One X Scorpio edition, because nobody gave a fuck that was limited. Um, <laughs> it, it, it eliminates this, this, this ill will, like, oh, why are these limited? Why can't I, you know, why can't everybody get these? We're all special snowflakes. We should be able to have everything. It eliminates <laughs> that by allowing people, okay, you know what? Here you go. Here's, here's 24 hours. Yeah. If you want it, order it. If you don't, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear that you're complaining that these are limited. <laughs> but Patrick's I mean, so I easy. Sorry. Oh, I'm not on my own show. I can push wide open here. This is, uh, can, you, can, you drop, today. can you drop an SF for Shelby's sake? I'll get one in there for her, I'm sure. All right. Good, good. Uh, okay, cool. All right. That's good. I like that. Um, so another thing, Nindy Showcase. Did any of you watch those? Any of you people, you people watch the uh, Nindy's Showcase? For I those who don't know, this. Nintendo Direct based on uh, indie games. No. Okay. I watched. Well, no I did watch. What are you talking about? So, okay, that's that's great. Left left can represent the audience. Um, so, yeah, Nintendo just did one of their Nintendo Directs, but this one is basically a giant sizzle reel, reel of all the Switch, all the uh, indie titles coming to Switch. And there's one, there's a few, I just wrote down a few that I thought looked pretty cool, uh, but one was called Golf Quest, which I actually might buy, and it looked like a 16-bit-ish uh, JRPG-style golf game. Where you're adventuring around, but you maybe use golf for battles. I don't know. I, I only saw the trailer. It looked awesome. And uh, did you did? And you can name some that you like too, Sean. If you think of any, uh, then or if you if I mention one and you want to comment on that, that's cool too. I agree so that the art style in Golf Quest was awesome. I'm not interested yeah. in playing a golfing RPG, but the art <laughs> style was very reminiscent of uh, 16-bit or 32-bit yeah. sprite-based graphics. If it's under 10 hours, I'll probably pick it up. But if it's like a long-ass game, then I'm not going to bother. There was another one called Dragon Marked for Death. Was that Inti Creates? I wasn't. I can't remember if that was theirs or not. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, that looked good. And I like that company. So, you know, I'll probably buy that when it comes out. I'm on board. Uh, I think there was two games I liked or three games. That was one of them. That did look really good. Inti Creates, they, they do a good job. What I like most about them is their games aren't too long. They're a good length. Exactly. They're yeah. worth the price that they charge for them, and you know you're getting quality. Even back to Mega Man ZX, you know that Inti or sorry, ZX, if you're listening to this outside of Canada, you know <laughs> that Mega Man, uh, you know that Inti Creates is going to put good good effort into their games. And uh, this one's an action RPG. I mean, it's hard to go wrong there. Looks like an arcade game from a, at a glance, and I mean that in the best possible way. Uh, so Morpheus, I thought looked kind of cool. I don't know if I'd actually play it, but it's a sh- first person shooter. Uh, I think an arena-based one. So basically, when they shoot you, wherever you get hit, your mass is stolen and put into the other other character. So you're these weird-looking guys, and basically, as you shoot, if you shoot their head a bunch, then their head starts to shrink, but your head gets gigantic. And it's the same with with uh, other body parts. So you, and and so your character can get really small, really big, or parts of its body. And how they change seems to how like what depending on their size seems to change how you play the game. And the whole point of it is you're. Your each team is building up a gigant in the background of the stage is this giant statue of the of your team and the more mass you steal the bigger it gets so the person who has the most by the end the team that has the most by the end wins look pretty cool. Well, Are these all coming for like Switch? Yeah. Okay. And there's a couple more I want to try to talk about. Nine Parchments. It's a group game where you play as wizards and move through the environments. Look fun. Fun little co-op. Fun. All right. So this one's a big one. For me, at least, Travis strikes again. No more heroes. 
That's pretty cool. You guys play No More Heroes for Wii? I have, PS- I have not. Uh, no. Well, Suda51. So, so you know you're in for a good time. Um, but for, for what I understand, though, this Travis Strikes Again is not like the old No More Heroes, but more like uh, it seems like it has something to do with other games. Like it seems like it comes with like six game types in one kind of thing, and it might have references to uh, other indie titles. So I don't know a lot about it, but it looks really cool. And what what else has Shooter yeah. Fifty One done? Because I've heard his name before, and everybody seems like really happy that he's involved in this project. What else has he done other than No More Heroes? Because I I don't recognize his name at all. So Shadow uh, of the Damned is one of them, and I'll bring up a list here. We have the the penis gun. Yes, I'm no. pretty sure that was yeah. Shadow of the Damned is theirs. Uh, Cinemora. Oh, I, I just brought up a list. That's cool. I didn't know they did that. Uh, so this is actually Grasshopper Manufacturer, which I believe is part of uh, Studio 51. So let's see. We got Killer7, uh, Samurai Shampoo. I didn't know that. Uh, no More Heroes, um, Shadow Dam, Cinemora, Diabolical Pitch. That's an Xbox Live. Lollipop Chainsaw, Liberation Maiden, Black Knight, Killer is Dead, uh, Let It Die, The Silver Case, and some older games too. Uh, Shining Soul, Shining Soul Two. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of titles that I'm, I'm not, you don't know about. Not, you don't. Not for you're me. kind of like a narrow-minded gamer. You play like two different types of games. If it doesn't have oh, Mario in it or something, you don't like it. Isn't that kind of right? Uh, I mean, other than the fact that I don't even particularly <laughs> like Mario, yes, that is an accurate <laughs> statement. I play what I like and what I don't like. I don't play, but you, you hate, right? I mean, yeah, you uh, hate it. You I, hate everything you don't like. No, 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 I just don't play it. I, I don't mind if other people like Other people find enjoyment in other things, you know. Uh, yeah. Some people are into, uh, you know, Supreme Bondage. And whatever whatever you're into, you be into. It's just some things are not for me, and I don't necessarily like want to Supreme see my bondage? tied up into the position of a coffee table. <laughs> is that what that is? What, what's the difference uh, between Bondage and Supreme Yeah, bondage? that's kind of what I was you're, I'm, I'm going to let you Google that. <laughs> uh, Google it right now. Supreme Bondage. Oh, jeez. You doing this now? Uh, it doesn't. It just gives you pants. So I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's a genre of bondage. Oh well, you can make it though. I like this whole being tied into a coffee table. That's what that is. That's called yeah. human furniture, which is a real thing. Oh, so, oh my, oh my. There you guys go. Ed, Ed Gein on us. <laughs> uh, okay, so another thing is another thing is Mario and Rabbids. I know Left didn't play it. Did you play it at all, P? Uh, Sean, were you interested in that? No, um, not from the initial announcement have I been interested in this game. Mm-hmm. I continue uh, to remain uninterested after watching reviews from trusted reviewers. Well, let me tell you this from a trusted friend: it's pretty fun. I like it. You know what? Let me let me let me sing its praises, and I'll give it boo- oh, woohoo's and boohoo's. Here we go. Uh, so the game looks stellar. It looks. The Mushroom Kingdom looks really, really alive. I lo- I don't think I've seen many other depictions of the Mushroom Kingdom look as nice and as rich as this. However, a boohoo is if you don't like the rabbit style of shit, then seeing like weird junk in the environment might bother you. So it's a woohoo and a boohoo. The gameplay is super fun and quite varied. So it's tactical-ish RPG with mo- like heavy emphasis on movement uh, and uh, cover-based shooting, which is out of place for Mario, but it does seem to work. It's very, very fun. Uh, and the difficulty seems like it ramps up 
So it starts off easy, but it gets a bit harder. And you can go back and do challenges and whatnot. The music is awesome. That's a woohoo. Uh, a boohoo, however, is that performance drops every once in a while. You might get like little lag spikes here and there. Ooh. Not too often, but it does happen like maybe once an hour, once every two hours-ish. You might get like a two-second lag. So again, it didn't bother me. It didn't affect. It never happened during battles, just while running around. I think it's because there's it, just so much shit in the environment. Uh, and there's lots of characters. A boo, a woohoo is that the gameplay is is pretty in depth and stuff, and there's a lot of customizing that you can do with the characters. You can reset your skill tree whenever you want, uh, which is pretty cool. However, boohoo is a lot of the abilities are shared between one of the eight characters, or between a few of the eight characters. So there's not as much variety as I would like, although there is, but you'll see a lot of skills that are the same, so it's kind of a boohoo. Are, like, the the rapid versions of the other characters, like, just mm-hmm. the exact same? Is that no, kind of what they, you're are, they, are, they are different. Okay. So the, ra- the Rapids and the, and the uh, Mario characters kind of have slightly different mechanics. The uh, Rapids do dashes, and the Mario characters do jumps. So you can, like, dash. They both okay. do dashes, but... And they both can do jumps, but Mar- the Mario characters, at least Mario and Luigi, seem, or especially Mario, can damage by jumping onto the characters. Every character can jump off of each other, so you're basically moving your characters around the uh, the arena or the stage, and you can jump off of enemies if you're Mario, or you can jump off of teammates to get farther ahead or behind cover. If you shoot from higher ground, you do more damage, and you can destroy the stuff. It's, it's pretty in-depth and actually a lot of fun. For if you like turn-based strategy RPGs, yeah, I'm kind of I kind of want to check it out just because of it's getting good reviews. That it is, and you know, so I I think you'd like it. The rabbits, I'm not like a massive rabbits fan. I like them, but I'm not like huge into them. But they're not that. They're not. I'm kind of annoying. I don't even know anything. I've never even heard of them until this game came out. Really? So yeah. They're they're they 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 haven't done anything yet that's been obnoxious to me. Uh, this I won't spoil the premise, but it's kind of weird. Uh, I would imagine it's, but I would say the game is very solid. Like it's really good, and I, I honestly, like especially considering my expectations were so low when I heard about it announced, I thought it was gonna be like a cash in kind of like, you know, oh here Ubisoft, here's some money, make a Mario Rabbids game, and it'll be all right. But no, it's really good. Like it's for if you don't like this kind of stuff, then maybe you won't like it. So for that, I would give it like three quarters, three quarters or one quarter damage. But uh, honestly, it's it's a really good. It's great. I li- I like it a lot. If you like Mario and you like RPGs and strategy yeah. games, I think you're gonna you'd like this game. If you don't have a heart, you'll hate it. There you go. Like some old people. Uh, True. Sounds like you're. Never uh, been yeah. Sounds like you're really into it, and I'm super glad that you're. Uh, Thanks, man. Enjoying really your purchase. That. Thank you so much. Oh, and another news: I beat Uncharted Lost Legacy. That, my friends. Is a great game. I would say I enjoyed it more than Mario Rabbids. It it is a perfect example of what you can do with the franchise to make it cheaper, not feel any, not feel shallow, more shallow in any way. Uh, but like it's just as rich as the main experience, but it's like half the length, so it's eight hours, which is fucking awesome. And it's cheaper than the other games. Has great characters. It doesn't like it hasn't lost anything from Uncharted Four, probably because it's the same engine and stuff. Uh, but man, what a great! That was a really fun few days that I spent playing that game. It was so good. I love the characters. I like that they were female leads. Uh, it's great. Can't recommend. I'd recommend that for people who haven't even played the rest of the Uncharted series because it's pretty pretty self-contained. And yeah, awesome. Man, so good. All right. So I want to play a game before Ooh. we do the topic. Let's so. play a game. 
Um, well, it's it's your game, Rob. It's let's yeah, see, let's see how well Rob can make a game. So we're gonna do a little bit different now. I'm, I'm confused. Are we calling him P1? Are we calling him Sean now? Like, what's what, I call what's, whatever comes to my brain. What okay. do you what do you prefer? What's your preference? Yeah, what's your player, preference? Sean? Player, Sean. Uh, if well, I mean, I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Big well, that's Papa. not gonna happen. Gonna do so. it. I'll no, Big Papa. No, Throw your hands in the air. <laughs> um, you can call me either one. Either one works All right. for me. All right, P one, P one, Sean. Um, let's go. <laughs> let's go with the most difficult one. Um, pick a genre of game, please. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, I would like to pick. Uh, let's say tactical RPG. There okay. we go. Topical. How topical! I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. So, um, and uh, basically, we will see how well you do, and oh, we God. will vote whether you can add oh, applause geez. or boos into the editing because you'll be doing it. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to give the synopsis for a movie. Rob, you need to make a tactics RPG out okay. of this movie. I'll do my best. Teenage brothers Michael and Sam move with their mother to a small town in Northern California. While the younger Sam meets a pair of kindred spirits and geeky comic book nerds, Edward and Alan, the angst-ridden Michael soon falls for Star, who turns out to be enthralled to David, leader of a local gang of vampires. Sam and his new friends must save Michael and Star from the undead. Okay. Okay, so you're going to have to summarize this in bullet form because I, I was trying. So, so Mike and Sam, brothers, move to a small town with their mom. Yeah. And they meet two friends, and they meet geeky, uh, geeky friends. Yeah, two geeky friends. Okay, uh, and then then one of them falls in love with someone, like a girl who is enthralled by a vampire. Okay, so a girl is enthralled by a vampire, and one of the brothers is into her. Yes. Okay, and now and what? How did it end? It like just, how did the no? How did the plot? How did your plot oh, summary end? Sam and his new friends must save Michael and Steph okay. and Ed. All right. Cool. Uh, all right, Michael. Okay, hmm. So, so I mean, clearly we have our party. You have uh, teenage bros, Mike and Sam. They're your your lead units, um, and they the two geeky friends are their first recruits. Um, so the story, of course, would follow the movie probably in like really good cutscenes. It's not they don't have the budget to do like full like FMV cutscenes, so it's kind of like tactic style. So they would slide up on the map. And then the text box with a with a nice looking image would be hand drawn, of course, would come at the bottom as they as they talk back and forth. And then probably the first, let's just try to see if we can figure out the first battle. So there you have your units. So that's the four characters and stars at the top of the map. And she's like, she just goes help. And then this vampire <laughs> comes up uh, and punches her in the gut and puts her over her shoulder and walks away. And then it's like you have to save her. And then the battle music starts. And the first thing that happens is your screen pops up. And you have to choose like what equipment to bring to your character. So instead of having a bunch of other characters in this game, you actually can change your loadout. So you could bring like a baseball bat or a skateboard or a boombox or uh, a bubblegum. Use the bubblegum to patch up cuts and wounds. So it's actually kind of your healer. And so, yeah, you see so basically you pick an item, an everyday object that represents your class. So, so that way you can't, you don't have a bunch of units, but you can basically change your class on the fly pre-battle. So you, so basically, yeah, and then so as the enemy leaves the screen, like eight vampire guys come in, and they're wearing. This takes place in the '90s, and they're wearing shades, and they have like cool hair and stuff, and you have to defeat them. And so, yeah, you're just journeying through this small town looking for the vampire's lair to help find Star. It's a very sexist game. She should be saving herself, but that's that's the '90s for you. There you go. What do you think? 
I think it was pretty good. You gave us mechanics and everything, so I, I'll definitely give you my cheer. Thanks, man. What about, what about, what about you, Sean? If you can, what's the title of the game? If you can give me a title Ooh. of this game, okay. I will give so you my it, cheer. It won't, it won't be the, the movie, because I don't know what movie this is. I'll give you the cast. Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. This isn't helping you at all, is it? Is it the Goonies? All right. We're going to have to say goodbye to Rob. <laughs> it was it was The Lost Boys. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen Lost Boys? But I'm going to call it The Lost Boys. What? I've never Just seen Google, it. Google saxophone scene from Lost Boys when you're done here. And Is this the 80s? Later. It's uh, late the 80s, 80s, early 90s. 87. Well, I was like three, so of course I didn't see this movie. But oh, I was right, born. They only I, show movies in the yeah. year they're they're made. I was born <laughs> in this year, and I know this movie, Rob. So there's um, not much excuse. You guys ever see uh, Flight of the Navigator? Yeah, that's a good movie. That's one from the 80s I've seen. So you know we're, we're common ground now. Have you seen All Flight right. of the Navigator, left? No, I haven't. Well, oh, who, how can you not see that? It's a classic Disney movie with aliens and shit. That's what you both just sounded like. <laughs> All right, cool. That was fun. We, sound, um, we sounded awesome. <laughs> you guys want to want to hop to that that their topic? Topic time. Unless you have P, uh, Sean, you have anything you want to mention before we topic it up? Um. It would just be a shameless plug for the new website, so we can Sit, roll in the topic. It. Do it. Go, go for um, it. Plug your website. www.cartridgeclub.org is officially rolled into yeah. its final form. Damn. We, uh, I shouldn't say that because we're constantly making changes. But yeah, uh, we have left the, the clutches of the evil Weebly, and we have moved to a website designed on by uh, Armageddon Games. He's the same person who developed our app. Uh, it's way better. The forms are our own, so... Everything now belongs to us. We are free to make any change we want to make. And uh, if you were already a member on the forums who had signed up by as of August 2nd, your account and everything carried right over uh, to, the, cool. to the new forms. So you don't have to re-sign up for anything like that. Um, if you do have a bookmark to the old form saved, you may want to delete that because that location no longer exists. The new forms can be found through www.cartridgeclub.org. Um, okay, so it's still it the, I didn't hear you. Do, yeah, yeah, do I yeah. need to make a new account? Nope, you're solid. You're good. Cool. You're okay, um, look at and, that. Uh, for the first time ever, the Cartridge Club website now has the ability for uh, community um, contributors. So people who are not, because there's a lot of people who are in the club who don't have pages specifically on the club. Well, those people yeah. can now submit their podcast videos or blogs to the Cartridge Club website and have them uploaded on the site. That's pretty badass. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, I, I heard someone, someone from BB complaining about the blue forums yeah that's it wasn't fixed. me it wasn't me i actually like getting fixed but the, the it's like oh is so, it red uh yeah we're going to the right, we're gonna good. we're gonna be back with you with the format we had uh okay. two ago. we'll be back <laughs> i i like the clarity of it by the way i gotta praise the, the cartridge club app once again i don't usually go to websites to check forms but the app so convenient i love it yeah love that be, app uh, if you're on Android, the app is already up to date with the new link to the forms. If you're on iOS, we need to wait for Apple to approve it. Yeah, well, you know, just switch to Android and you'll be happier. So. Yeah, you can definitely right. switch to Android because they let anybody <laughs> do whatever they want willy-nilly without any kind of quality control. Yeah, it's great. Android's awesome. Option, freedom of choice. It's great. Up next, our topic, difficult games. <laughs>
Jeff, it's your month. Why don't you you get this thing started? Yeah, it's your month. So, Tell us all about it. Yeah, so I kind of just had this fun idea where we'd be discussing and, and playing some difficult or challenging games here. That um, So we, we have a couple of games lined up that we'll be talking about. So I don't know. Should we spoil them? Should I say them? I'll say hey, them in case anyone wants, wants to play them. Yeah, uh, play along with them. Sure. So ne next week we will be doing uh, Ninja Gaiden. So if anyone has never played it, uh, we'll be talking about that next week. So go ahead and try. It's super easy to find. And at the end of the month, we will be journeying into Dark Souls. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So Rob and Shelby and maybe Seiji will be playing some Dark Souls. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll be talking about that. But today uh, we're just going to be talking kind of about our personal experiences playing challenging games um, I kind of asked both of them if there's any particular games that they weren't able to finish due to maybe a final boss fight uh, that that stopped them from, from beating the game so I'm just we're just have a casual talk about challenging games today and I'm kind of curious to see where everyone encountered some challenges so um, I'm gonna start things off here okay. really quickly with just a little some games here that 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 I, so I couldn't beat them because I got to a certain part in the game and I just it, it face rolled me so the first thing was Final Fantasy 3 I played it on DS mm -hmm. and I could not beat the last boss for the life of me I tried multiple different hero setups or class job setups and was not able to beat it um, so that was always one that I always kind of like stuck in my hat or not. I guess it's the opposite. But anyways, it's a game that always bothered me that I was never able to finish. And the other one, and I kind of talked about this already, um, I think on a previous episode, but the fight versus Seymour in Final Fantasy X, uh, the last fight versus Seymour, I should be specific. Um, I wasn't able to beat him, and I blamed it on Kim Hari and not my own ineptitude, so... Like ten is not that hard of a game. No, it's really not. But for but, some reason, the last fight against Seymour. Could can I just add something within ten? Yeah. Since you mentioned it, uh, this is not a boss in ten, but getting the sun sigil for Titus's last weapon, uh, you have to get a zero 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 time on the chocobo race. That is a fucking pain in the ass to do. It took me about four or five hours last time when I was replaying it on Vita. Man, what a pain in the ass! If anybody out there who's played the game, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Fuck, fuck it. But I'm like yes. you, I didn't give up. I actually succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, have you guys played any games where you got a sizable amount through the game and then yep. something stopped you from finishing it? I, I did. I want to throw it in because it's relevant. Uh, Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings. Boss, couldn't beat it. Did not want to go through grinding anymore. So I actually gave up. I, I still have the game and it's still unfinished. Just nope, not doing it. And now it's been way too long. There's no way I could play that again. That's a tactics game. Yeah. P1? Anything? Dark Souls uh, 1. Dark Souls 2. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of games that I uh, I just don't I give up. They're hard. Hard games are hard, man. I don't. They I, are. I, being frustrated and being irritated, not fun for me. What was the challenge in Dark Souls was there a certain boss that you just like fuck it, or was it just I mean, like it was just because uh, I I so demons souls I uh, okay I beat and I I loved it I enjoyed it okay. I loved All the right. challenge there, but in Dark Souls I don't remember a specific boss it was just uh, I don't know I just got to a point it was just like I can't do this anymore I can't it's the world was so big there was so much going on I just couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Well, hmm. I'm curious to see if 
ROM will get further than P1 when we play Dark oh, Souls. Oh, I, at the I end probably of the- won't. I'll, I'll flash up my <laughs> PS3 and see where my save file is. And- there we go, yeah. So I wrote down some, thing, some games that I just had a hard time beating. Uh, but these aren't ones that I gave up. But I already gave you an example of that, so that's good. Um, so the, I've talked about this many, many times, many times, so I'll just mention it. Last Fight in Sin and Punishment, Star Successor, is the biggest pain in the ass uh, that I have played in a long time. So there's that. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to these two in a second. So before that, in Final Fantasy VIII, optional boss, Omega Weapon. I remember him when I was, I think I was like 14 when I played this. He was so really, really hard. Like, I think within one or two turns, he had an insta-kill party wipe. So you had to go in there, you had to immediately use, like, a hero down on everybody and then try to get your aura up so that you could keep doing spamming Lionheart on and over and over again. Really fun. It took me a bunch of tries and a lot of preparation to beat. But I, I remember that was, like, my first significant gaming achievement I, that I can remember was beating, was beating Omega Weapon. Uh, and another thing that I so I get two like mini topics within this topic that we can probably all discuss. Uh, over I want one's called overwhelming MMO odds. So if you play any sort of MMO on a PvP server, there is there's gonna be times where you're gonna encounter people who are either a lot higher level than you, or they're more of them than you, or they have way better gear than you. And there's nothing there's very little in games that I find more satisfying than overcoming those types of odds to win. And me and my friend Sundary J would oftentimes kind of troll out people to come get us. So there, there would be times where we would frequently have at least three on two, four on two, and even five on two. And we were still able to, every once in a while, win those. And those are some of my most, like, favorite gaming, outside of, like, single-player story stuff, but some of my favorite gaming experiences was just beating a player. And I'll tell, and before you guys jump in, because I really want to hear your experiences, but one of my other favorite ones is this was back when Paladin was really broken. And I was in the Badlands, and... I was level 48, and this level 58 warrior comes in, and he had like the, uh, this is really specific, but he had the um, the spear from uh, Alterac Valley that you could get through a quest. It was like a, a blue weapon. It was really good. And he was trying to gank me, and because Paladin was broken at the time, he just couldn't beat me. And I remember beating him, and then he started to run away, and I was like, I'm like eight levels lower, and I started chasing him until I killed him. It was so, it was so satisfying and, and a lot of fun. How about you guys? Yeah, um, well, like we've we've all played WoW here, right? We're all at least played a little bit. P one, you played WoW, used used to, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so 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 this was this was way back when too. Um, and and basically what it was is I I played a rogue uh, since the vanilla WoW, and uh, I met this guy. He he was playing a uh, resto druid, and then he's like, "Hey, I have an idea on on how you and I can solo win Alterac Valley pretty much every <laughs> single time." And I'm like, "All right, I'm down. I'm, I'm game. Let's try this." So if he it's so basically Alterac Valley, the way the map is set up is that there's points to capture on the map. And mm-hmm. there's graveyards to capture, and once you capture the graveyard, um, when when people die near the graveyard that you've captured, people will respawn there. So I, I played a rogue so they can go invisible, and he was a druid who can turn into a cat who can also go invisible. So we would sneak into the base, we would cap, the two of us would cap their graveyard in their base and then people would then start dying who invaded and then everyone would respawn at the enemy's base which would then allow us to 
finish the, the, the battleground. And we did it 12 times in a row successfully. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing because we would, sometimes they would get wise to what we were doing. And then it would be me and a healer fighting, you know, about five to six people, sometimes even more. And he was, he was extremely well geared and I was mediocrely geared, but um, just the two of us, we would every time just survive these crazy battles. And I don't know how we did. I think it's because druids were very broken at the time, especially the, the healing druids. Oh yeah. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun, and I know exactly what you mean. Kind of that feeling whenever you're in this, you know, five v two, or you know, and in, in somehow you still end up surviving, and you know, your your health is at like twenty five percent for like a long time, and it's very it's, it builds up this crazy amount of like uh, excitement. Uh, whenever oh yeah, you're kind of going into those, those situations. So yeah, definitely a lot of a challenge in it as well. Absolutely. How about you, Sean? Or did you uh, just do well, like speaking, Care Bear server? Speaking of, no, speaking. <laughs> well, I, I did play on a PVE server because uh, I just didn't. I didn't enjoy PvP. Uh, I started on a PvP server, and I think my first day was spent. Uh, my first day in Warcraft was spent with two uh, two undead just uh, crashing through Goldshire, killing everybody. And well, uh, they can't I, tag you. How did you did you attack them? Yeah, see if you if you attack them, which yeah, is something I, I did them. do because I didn't realize. I must have. They, they were killing quest givers. They were. It was. Oh, yeah. I, was I was done. I was like, okay, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> this. Um, but I did play on a PVE server. But uh, a difficult thing for me wasn't uh, wasn't the PVP. It was the the PVE. Yeah. Um, okay. There was uh, in Burning Crusade. There was a a, a ten man raid called Medivh's Tower, and uh, there was a yeah Karazhan. Uh There was a boss there that uh, um, Morose was his name. He was Medivh's uh, butler. He was mm-hmm. a skeleton butler. And he had a bunch of uh, undeads that would add throughout the, the fight. And it was uh, when it initially came out, the, the, the commonly used strategy was to have a shadow priest to to um, to, to crowd control the adds. I managed, right. but now my guild didn't have a shadow priest in it. I managed to come up with a strategy that, that allowed us to kill it without a shadow priest. And I felt pretty good about that. And uh, we also, I think, were the first people on that server to successfully pug Karazhan. Um, oh, wow. With, uh, with 10, you know, it was a 10-man pug uh, using the strats that, that my, myself and my friend Nick had come up with. Um, and this was like, it, it, had, it was still early on in Burning Crusade, so it wasn't like towards the end when you could fucking almost eight-man it. No, it that, was, that uh, was like the first raid too, I believe. Yeah, so we managed to, to come up with a strat that didn't use a Shadow Priest on a fight that everybody said you had to have one. And then we did it with pugs when everybody said you couldn't. Um, pugs so that, stands for pickup group. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot. I mean, there was a lot of challenges in Warcraft that we were able to overcome. Oh yeah. Um, there was sure. a boss uh, called Fell Reaver in uh, Tempest Keep, um, and he. Uh, I was a tank. I was a main tank, and he uh, he would drop aggro every. It was like every minute and a half. He would drop uh, a certain amount of aggro, and I managed to actually solo tank him down to three percent. Uh, without losing um, aggro, so I had I held them for ninety seven percent of this fight, and like it was like commonplace for every every ten percent or so that he would switch off to the other tanks. You would have two tanks, one on either side of him, they would switch back and forth, and I managed to hold him by myself uh, for ninety seven percent of the fight, and that felt pretty good too. Damn, yeah, the, the MMO raids, or at least wow, because that's most of my experience. They, they, after you learn them and get better gear, they become a lot easier, but they are very challenging, and you have to have people work in coordination, which in itself can be 
a challenging thing yeah. to do too. So, so it I think that me away is people just don't like don't stand in the fire, like the ground. Yeah, is yeah on fire. just move out of the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sh- step to the left. Step once to the left. That's all you have to do. There was a boss in uh, was it Aldemar? Maybe no. I'm thinking Nux Nuxramus. Uh, basically, it's an enemy that you get the achievement Stacy dance from it. But it was he would just spawn these yeah, like DDR big energy boss. waves. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a really fun fight because you basically yeah. just had to move a lot, and uh, and he would dance. Anyways, it's, the game's dumb. I love it. World of Warcraft is a, is is a great great game. Fun fun fact though. Yeah. The current final raid boss of of in legion there's another one coming but the one right now you need to stand in the fire so <laughs> uh, but anyways let's let's move on from that yeah i did have something else i wanted to throw in yeah oh no go, go ahead. ahead go ahead no i well, just i just i had some fun honorable mentions i want to talk about but if you have something in particular go for it i do uh so another one is a, is a genre of games that are that i like a lot i mentioned earlier that are, are very difficult and that's uh bullet hells and shoot 'em ups yes so good, good, i good, good. Yeah, and so Ikaruga is one of my favorites, and I've not gotten very far in that game. But I, but the other day I picked up uh, a PSP game I imported from Japan. Uh, it's Star Soldier, and I believe it was developed by Hudson. And now they have a. I had the. I didn't realize this at the time, but I actually have the NES version, uh, which was looks like it was published by Taxon. Star Soldier for the NES and Star Soldier this kind of remakeish thing for the PSP. And Star Soldier has had a bunch of games over the, over the last couple decades. But I put this one in the PSP just to play in preparation for the show. I was like, well, maybe this game will be hard. Uh, it was and is hard. I must have took about maybe like 15 tries to get past the second boss. I did manage to get through the third boss in one shot, and now I'm stuck on the fourth level. Uh, but it is, it, is, it is a very hard game. And there's a feeling of bullet hells when you are able to weave through like you're looking for small gaps to move your ship through, and sometimes the, the the margin for error is so small that like once and usually one kill will kill you. And like the when you beat a boss or get through a level after something like that, like the sense of accomplishment in terms of, of gaming at least is like it's so great. Like I don't know when I when I can see when I see someone just moving like they've played the game so much that they can just like move through these tiny cracks of of damage and uh, and bullets and stuff and, and still take down the enemy it just it's such an impressive thing and these games tend to come with like really hard rock or metal soundtracks so it makes you feel like even more of a badass <laughs> while you're playing it and uh, yeah I love I love it just a, a co- other couple ones super R type R type final Gradius Pop and Twinbee which is a cute em up uh, games like that. And uh, I, I love shoot 'em ups and bullet hells. How about you guys? I also just love how it's just like bullet hell. Like that just kind of <laughs> describes like that. You know, you know, these games are difficult just because they have the word hell in the title. And it's true <laughs> though, because like a lot of the times when I'm playing these games, you're focusing just like on the bullets coming at you, and not yeah. so much about where your enemies are. So it's it's just like ah, yeah, that's a good those one. A lot but of fun. those are good ones. Yeah. You play any of those, uh, Sean? They're probably too hard for you, I imagine. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I like them. I like. Uh, I like. I wouldn't say bullet hell. I like shooters. I like uh, relaxing shooters. Um, <laughs> the term bullet hell, just the term alone, makes me not want to play them. Uh, I recently oh, I took Garuga off my to buy list because oh, of why how hard it's, it was. Because I keep it's hearing so how hard fun. it is. It's yeah. not fun for me. And, multiplayer too you can play with the blood pressure going up getting frustrated getting angry not fun for me <laughs> not a good that's, time that's pretty fair it, it is a really rough game but it, it, i don't know ikaruga is one of those games where i don't mind losing it's just a lot of fun and it's easy to pick up and jump back into but yeah i, I can't blame you for that 
All right. So I want to talk about, in my opinion, is one of these games that is just like, it's hard, but every time you, you lose, you want to keep going back at it. And that's basically the, the Donkey Kong country. Series oh, yes. Yeah. So they're, they're very difficult, but they're, they're so manageable at the same time that you want to keep trying. You want to keep driving yourself forward when you're playing these games. And, and I also kind of want to call out the Crash Bandicoot game because I've been playing that for PS4. And it's, it's very similar how it's just like, I can, I know i can do it i know i can do it so you just keep trying over and over and over and over again again just waiting for that perfect run because you know you have it in you um so i just i love the difficulty that that these types of games bring because they're they're hard but they're so manageable and, and they make you want to keep playing and and i think that's really what makes you know a great game and a challenging game because you know there's all these games that are long but they're not necessarily hard Um, and donkey kong does a great job of of kind of balancing you know it's it's not a terribly long game but it's it's big enough um but it's just a challenge and it keeps you keeps you going and and that's what i really love about those games it's a fun game from what i've played what you're telling so what you're describing it i'd like to just touch on this for a second because in my opinion Donkey Kong Country, Mario Bros, um, any of these games, this is what makes Nintendo so special because a six-year-old can play Donkey Kong Country and beat Donkey Kong Country. But if you want to make it harder, if you want to have the challenge, you collect all the letters, you collect all the all the hidden collectibles. So Nintendo simultaneously releases games for kids that are also that also provide a difficult challenge for experienced adult gamers, and it's the same game. A kid could put on Super Mario Bros. or Super Mario World or three or any of the new ones on, on Wii U or Switch and play them and have fun and you know go through and they beat it. They get to the end, they beat it. They don't unlock the, the hidden world. They don't get all the coins. They don't, but they don't care. They have played through the game. They had fun. They they've beaten it. But on, on the same token. An adult or somebody like yourself like can can play this game, and it's I have to get all the coins, I have to get all the stars, I and, and in order to do that, you need serious skill. Like they are very difficult to do that. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a perfect example of this. You can play through that game and beat it and have fun. If if you want to get every collectible and you want to you want one hundred percent that game, you need to have some fast thumbs. And it seems like the gaming world in current times. Uh, I, f- I get the, f- the feeling that most games are either punishingly difficult or simple. You know, there there's no there are very few games outside of Nintendo. Uh, and Crash Bandicoot is another example of one that you mentioned that is that is similar to this. But there are very few games and very few game developers I find that give you that balance of this game is easy and difficult at the same time without a difficulty um, setting. And uh, I, lo- I I mean that's one of the reasons. I, would you say and, getting all the collectibles is starred? <laughs> no, I would never say that. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sure there are other games that do that, but you're, but certainly Nintendo is consistent with the amount of games that they have that do that. I mean, collectibles is a as a way as a means of difficulties. It's something I don't personally like because I'm not big on collectibles, but I do like. I mean, it is a good mechanic. Like what you're what you're suggesting is good. It gives you both both difficulty options. What I don't like, however, is when there's a Luigi mode. But I mean, it's optional, so I guess that's not too bad. But basically, and I think it was New Super Mario Bros. Wii. If you kept failing over and over again, you could hit this box. The box would right. spawn even even after right. like the third or fourth fail, 
and uh, it's like, oh, we can do it for you if you don't you don't have to you don't have to do the stage anymore. Right. And it's optional, so I don't have a problem with it morally, but I don't like it. It makes me feel like, hey, I could do this. I don't need you to keep temp- tempting me with your easy way out. It's not, but it's not there for you. That's there for people who a don't want to beat their face against a wall and might give up <laughs> and walk away from this game because yeah, of this no, it's good. And it's for you know for people whose skill level it just isn't that high. It's it's not for people like you. Um, and like you said, it is optional. So anybody, yeah, at I don't all, have a problem with it technically. If, if there is anybody listening to the show who has a problem with that, with an <laughs> optional thing that you yeah, don't yeah. have to do, uh, send me an email at cartridgebros at gmail dot com <laughs> and let me know because I would love to have an in depth discussion with you about how uh, you think everything needs to be punishingly hard and that people shouldn't be able to enjoy stuff. What would you call those people? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, irrational. Come on, come up. on. Emotional. Yeah. Um, uh, uncompromising. Yeah. Yeah. What else? <laughs> you know. Uh, what kind of something ickier? Something like uh, something icky. Oh, what's icky? What's maybe that gets of, stuck? You know, something. scum's pretty icky. Scum. Yeah, is scum, icky. scum plus something else. Maybe yeah. scum. So I mean, if you had a problem with an optional yeah. item in a game that gave yeah. people who wanted to experience that game an opportunity to do so without right. locking it behind some sort of weird uh, <laughs> elitist difficulty. Uh, yeah, that would be, I mean, that's a, that's a shitty thing. That would, that would probably make you uh, some sort of scum fuck. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's optional. And now if it was forced on us, if it was, Oh, you died three times. Here you go. You have to use this. I get that. Oh, be pissed off right about there. that. Be, yeah. be shitty about that. That is something to be <laughs> that, angry about. That's some this, scum fuckery. That is, but this, uh, it's just there, it's for kids, man. It's fucking for kids. It's for yeah. little kids. Like, like, just don't click it, asshole. I don't understand why people play fucking games who get so angry about games. Like, if, if games make angry, you this yeah. angry, you should fucking find a hobby that doesn't make you this angry. You sound why angry. Do you, why do you are you keep- okay? Why are you so yeah, mad? Right. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe you shouldn't podcast. It seems to make you pretty angry. It does. That's right. This podcast is too hard for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. I'd almost say it's too stirred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we coined a new phrase. Uh, yeah, I, I had a. I went through a list online. Like I tried to find like top ten most difficult games, and you get a bunch of varied results. But I pulled from these multiple lists just some games that I recognize or that. I've heard of it. I'm wondering. I just want to go through them real quick, and you guys can tell me if you've played them before. Uh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah, that was one of my honorable mentions. I wanted to bring. Oh, up, which, perfect. Which is a good um, modern game. I think that kind of like you know brings you in with its difficulty, like Donkey Kong Country does. Super Meat Boy Two, I think, or whatever its titles is, it was on that Switch uh, sizzle reel. So there you go. Uh, Echo the Dolphin. You guys play that? Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I've never. I've not gotten very far in it. Uh, now, this next one I have played a lot, and I could never beat it. So this actually applies to your very first question left. But Comics Zone for the Genesis. Uh, you told us about this game like when we first started doing Bonus Bear a long, long time ago. Yeah, I've talked about it before. It is one of those games I played as a kid that I really wanted to play because I love comic books. Super uh, 90. Super 90s. A really dumb premise. I recommend people try it out. But, man, I could not get past the second level. That game is fucking ball-bustingly hard. Uh, TMNT one, or sorry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one for the NES. Pretty famous for its water stage and some cheap mechanics. Uh, Zelda two: Adventures of Link. I put this on here because maybe the game itself isn't super super hard, but it's hard compared to all the other Zelda games in the series. 
Zelda games aren't that difficult, but this one was pretty hard. Uh, they had Contra on the list. I don't know. Is that I've never really I played Contra, but I don't remember. I've never played it as an adult, so I actually don't recall how difficult that game is. Yeah, it's hard to say, to be honest. Also, I haven't played it in a very long time. Uh, Silver Surfer. I mean, we all, thanks to a angry video game nerd, all have a pretty good knowledge of why that game is hard. Uh, this next one, I'm sure you've all played, but Ghosts and Goblins, any iteration of it, oh, uh, especially yeah. the PSP version, is just I've you know no no sir I've never come close to beating this game. <laughs> I probably never will. Oh, we have a lost episode for that, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, uh, we did a, a video a YouTube episode of this where we played through me, me Sage, and Left were playing Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, or Super Ghost and God, whatever it's called, and we we got kind of farish, but yeah, we got to like the second boss, I think. Yeah, maybe I don't know. The audio was all fucked up, so we couldn't put it out. Uh, Battle Toads, I mean, fuck that game. Like I don't even, that I've never game, met a that's, person. That's harder when you try to play with a friend. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ninja Gaiden was on that list. That's funny. Hey, I guess, I guess we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, the Soul series, obviously. Uh, Faster than Light. I have never played this. How about you guys? FTL? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Never Jura- Me either. Jurassic Park for the SNES. That game was the bane of my existence as a kid. Is, is the top down one? Yeah, yeah, the top down one. Remember Eggs? Eggs and Annoying Dinosaurs. It was, it was, it was also kind of a bad game, so... You yeah, know. it wasn't great. Yeah. And the last one I had was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, that was one of my own It's a fun game. Absolutely wonderful game. I've made it really far in that, and I've never been able to beat it, and I'm hoping one of these days I'll, I'll try it out again, but... But, we'll but this is a good segue. Throw in your honorable mentions now. Uh, you said all of them, oh. um, <laughs> except for a game. Okay. So, did you guys ever hear of of Mist, like for yes. PC? So, yeah. uh, I played the sequel, Riven, um, and uh, it was it was a game that I was absolutely enthralled with as a child, but could not figure it out for the life of me. Um, so, I just want to throw Riven and Grim Fandango uh, oh. or some other honorable mentions. They're both kind of like these. Uh, first person not first person but puzzles misses first person but um they're puzzle games and as a kid i did not have the mental capacity to figure out most of these puzzles um so they were they were hard to me then and mm. and i was looking at some riven stuff and apparently it's just a hard game in general uh so yeah. that made me feel a little bit better but th- those games uh were honorable mentions as well i i had a few questions about hard games do you have time to go through a few more things left yeah we got a few minutes okay so First, I have four questions. So, first question is: Do we actually like hard games? Do you guys like hard games? Absolutely. Okay. No. Sha, how about you, Sean? No. no. All right. I like no. them too. That's I, two out of two out of three. See, the uh, I'll, I'll just say no. I like. I don't. I don't like games. Don't have to be easy. But I don't yeah. think. I think if a game is like, I appreciate a game that requires precision control and requires you mm-hmm. to maybe figure out puzzles and stuff like that. That I enjoy. When a game is when when the when the hardness of the game is. You have to die to know what comes next, like Super Meat yeah. Boy or a thousand and one spikes. That's not a hard game to me. That's just I have to fucking die a hundred times to find out how to get through this game because you don't put enough the mechanics of it or the game itself isn't intuitive enough intuitive enough to let you figure out what I'm supposed to do next. It's you literally have to die to figure it out. And that I, that t- most hard games are that sort of style and I don't that's not fun to me. I like hard games. I don't just like hard games. I like a balance. Sometimes I like an easy game. Sometimes I, I want to breeze through a game. Right. Sometimes I want to have a, a punishing experience like Ikaruga. Uh, my biggest problem with games that are hard is game overs. If I can get a game over in a game, like a, as in No More Continues, that pisses me off. 
I don't like redoing shit over and over again, like from the start. I don't mind dying and having to reload a, le- a level unless it's like really long. I like I don't like no checkpoints or game overs. Like you can be a hard hard boss fight, but if I have to play through the level every time they get back to you, then I'm 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 not having fun anymore. So I don't like when games don't have that. Yeah, and I just kind of want to mirror that. You know, I think if a game is going to be hard, I think it needs to be self-aware of its challenge, and it, yeah. needs, it needs to, to also be help. fair. Exactly right. Exactly right. Like I would not have beat. I would not have had the patience to beat Castlevania that when we did it last this year. If I wasn't able to reload right before the boss, because yeah. that was just like I'm not playing through this level over and over again. It's just a pain in the ass at this point. And it took me a bunch of tries. Like I did beat him, but I, I would have. I would have given up if I had to keep going through the other motions. So if it had a checkpoint before that boss, then I would have had no complaints. Uh, next question was, when does a game pass from being hard enough to be satisfying into being too hard to be fun? I think at that point you just said there. When it's... Oh, when hey, it's I guess not, that in that respect. You know, when it's not just difficult, it's it's difficult and frustrating. Right. It's like I have to you left. monotonous state. Anyways, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Left. Well, for me, mine is backtracking, I guess, in that case. If it's it, because of what I just said, if, if it's difficult and I have to do extra work to keep attempting that problem, then it's not fun for me anymore. Like, I've died a lot. Well, that example of Sin and Punishment, like, I had, whenever I would die in that boss, I'm pretty sure I had to do the first phase over again. And that made it even more annoying. And eventually, that phase, which was hard, became easy. But I still died at that second phase over and over and over. So for me, it's repetition, I guess. When I fail and I'm being forced to repeat something lengthy every time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever it stops turning into this, I can do this. I can do this. It's just being like, I want this over with. Um, it's just and whenever it switches your mentality to I can do it to I just wish this was over is is when I would consider that no longer fun. I agree. Um, so I had another thing written down: difficult on purpose versus being difficult because of poor design. Uh, I'm not saying yeah. the question isn't whether or not you like it, because obviously, and re- very few occasions is that going to be a good thing. But but there, this is especially of older games, but not exclusively of older games. But some games have reputations for being hard, but it's not because of any m- intentional thing. It's because it's cheap, or or the game doesn't play fair, or it's. The mechanics don't support. Yeah, like so. There's a whole bunch of games like that, and uh, I don't like it. And I'm sure we all don't like it. But I just wanted yeah. to mention it as a I thing. I also don't like bad games. <laughs> Bold <laughs> stance from the BB crew and guest reoccurring guest Sean. Uh, and the last thing I had was uh, um, old games uh, seem to have a rep as being hard and difficult to finish. And I'm wondering how true is this? Like. I haven't gone back to try and figure out which games kicked my ass as a kid or not, but I, I do feel there is probably some truth to it. So, what do you guys think? Like, do you think that older games in general are harder, or are we just, rem- or is it just skewed by our own memories of being kids and having difficult times? Like, I think, I think a lot of them were challenging. You know, like a lot of these old NES hard titles were they were d- difficult, but a lot of them, you know, gave you unlimited continues and they they gave you the tools you needed, and it was tough but fair was right. kind of the the successful ones, and then there was the ones that were just difficult for the sake of it um so i i don't think that they were any more challenging than some games today obviously some games today are are a lot easier but um i I think part of it is we were kids um but i I think that with the tools they were giving us made things mostly fair so that they weren't like Mm. oh this is like impossible probably do better now yeah i think i think a lot of it also is a product of its time so 
if you are of the you know if you're ages of seven to fourteen playing mm-hmm. NES games, that's all you've ever played. So you're used to that style. You're used to no tutorial. You're used to continues. <laughs> you're used to you know what I mean. But yeah. um, if you take somebody who's uh, who's a gamer like that now and put them in with uh, with Call of Duty or with uh, some of the fast paced games or Demon Souls, they wouldn't. You know, they would have a harder time with that. And it's the same thing if you took somebody who's used to, who grew up playing games now and put them back. I think whichever time you're in, you become familiar with that and you have less of a difficult time with it. And I think older games now have that reputation because a lot of the people making those comments mm-hmm. either were too young to play them then or, or never, or just never did. So they're going back and it's like going back and trying to use a, you know, a rotary phone vice a cell phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. I gotta, you mean I got to turn this whole dial every time for a number? What? Yeah. What the fuck? This is way yeah. harder. And if someone who used a rotary phone saw an iPhone, be like, "How do I use this?" Exactly. So, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. very yeah, that's that's true. I have one yeah. more thing. So, what do you guys think of difficulty as a way to make a game last longer? Because uh, older games, especially from that era, would be very difficult. But these games are so short. So, really, getting your money's worth. I feel like a lot of ways was the only way to do that is just to make a game really hard, so that you would have to play it longer. <laughs> That feels cheap to me. That if you have to I agree. extend your game by making it more difficult, by you know you've only got three levels, but you're gonna die every ten feet. <laughs> you know, what if it was um, only two dollars for the game? Uh, I still want well, I mean, that. <laughs> this this <laughs> argument. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 we can... a, a game can be difficult and be short. There's nothing wrong with a short game. You know what I mean? Absolutely like, not. Yeah. There's too much stigma around, you know, every game has to be 40 hours long. That, that, that I hate not. that. Me too. The Order 1886 is a fantastic game. I think it took it's me okay six game. hours to play. I only paid yeah. $10 for it. Uh, it's well, gorgeous. Nice. Some people paid $90 for it. Most people <laughs> probably should have read some reviews. Oh, they did. They just are impatient. They, they're very handsome. They also, and they also wanted a statue. They uh, also wanted was, a statue. Yeah. Was it you guys? It was a Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is I wasn't very upset handsome. though because I like short games, so I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, no, so sucks. see, even then, the ninety dollars for you was like, hey, this is still worth it for me. Yeah, sure. I was, I'm, yeah. I'm actually hoping there's a sequel for that game. Um, I would like a sequel with a little more depth. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the game a lot, and and I, if I mean, right now, I, if I had paid the the full price for it, I wouldn't necessarily be upset because I wouldn't. I don't feel cheated by a shorter game. I feel a sense yeah. of accomplishment by. I don't. Either. I had a good. I had a good contained story that I enjoyed, and this was definitely worth my time. Good topic. <laughs> hard, hard games. I'm, hard I'm games. really looking forward to the rest of the month because uh, there is so much you could talk about with with difficulty in games and hard games. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys have for the next three weeks. I'm I'm super pumped. Left excellent choice of topic. This, yeah. uh, this is easily in my top two of topics that have been chosen so far. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, well, thanks yeah. for jumping in, uh, P1. It's nice to know that we can rely on, on a clubber to, to jump in. I wish I had more people I could just call on to ask. You know, usually you you and Mark are my go-to. But, you know, if any other club member out there who's listening wants to be on episodes, man, just let me know because I will call upon people frequently. Uh, <laughs> I, I, In all honesty, if you just if you had just shot a tweet out, Saying I need a, I need one guest for for a podcast on on hard games in an hour. I have no doubt that cl- that some other club members would have stepped up. I, I'm willing to bet there are people who who would love to be on the show and have a chance to talk to you guys because it's a really good time every time I'm here. So I know everybody else would be really excited to do it. If if that's true, people out there, don't make your your leader of Cartridge Club a liar and let us know if you would like <laughs> to join us at some point. 
because it's fun. It's look at how much fun are you having? P P one? Are you having a blast? Oh man, this is way more fun than a than Super Meat Boy. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you have anything else to say about your topic, Left? We know we've been a little bit long here, as always. No, no, uh, that was it. All right. Well, next week, uh, yeah, get those uh, uh, shir- shirkins and katanas out because <laughs> we're going to be playing Ninja Gaiden. Uh, thank you for listening uh, P1 I usually shill for Cartridge Club now but now you can shill for Cartridge Club at the end of the episode by all means uh, well Promote. if you're listening to this and you're still unsure what Cartridge Club is it's a, an online community of content creators gamers collectors enthusiasts and uh, just people who love games uh, we hang out together at www.cartridgeclub.org and we celebrate video games and we would love to have you be part of our community um, so please come on over and, and join the forums do it up. All right. Well, this is Rob. And left. Oh, and P1. There you go. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>